0: Cannot win with it. Cannot go with it. do it. I mean, listen, we talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We
1: talking
0: about practice. Down goes Fraser! Down goes Fraser! Okay, so here we are, episode three. Of the Clock Dodgers podcast. It is your host Neil and my boy Vic. And we are going to do this again. We actually had audio issues on the first run on this. So we're actually testing it out through the phone, uh, which is a new thing that we're going to incorporate on future podcasts uh, by having people call in and uh, do non local uh, hosts and whatnot. So we're going to test it out with Vic from his own home and see how that works out. So. We're going to go ahead and jump right into this this is going to be the super bowl preview episode now we're going to do a lot of nba as well so it's football basketball heavy and we're going to start with the the super bowl which is actually today because of the audio issues so it's actually in a few hours so basically we're going to get right into it uh cam versus manning big time d versus an elite d so much different variables in this game Uh, you know I mentioned it before it's the first ever Super Bowl with both quarterbacks who were actually drafted number one overall in their draft classes so there's a lot to be excited about Vic
1: yeah indeed Um, like we started to talk about yesterday I think the the whole dynamic of Cam versus Peyton straight up is kind of played out Um, even though that's what everybody's going to be focusing on but I want to kind of Look more toward the, you know, the matchups of the very elite defenses that we have in this game, as well as we've got another one um, matchup of number one offense versus number one defense. And I don't know, maybe it's worth pointing out that the last two times uh, that I can remember, uh, Seattle, Denver, a couple years ago. And uh, back in the early 2000s, the Raiders fucks, uh number one offense versus number one defense. And number one defense won both of those matchups. So, I don't know. Do you think that tends to favor the Broncos today? Is history on their side?
0: Ah, uh, you know, it's hard, man. It's hard to go against Cam Newton. Uh, I-, I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout one way or the other. Uh, I do think defenses will score touchdowns more than likely, one on each side. I, I really see it happening that way. Um, I know you mentioned when the Patriots played the Broncos that the D-line was going to be a problem, which, you know, you were, you were correct, and I see it being an issue again this time. I know the, the Panthers have a good offensive line, but it's impossible for that D-line to not cause havoc for the Broncos. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting, for sure. I think um, Cam Newton on a historic last drive play would be the, probably the best thing I could see happen. Um, I want to see, you know, Peyton Manning dab on him a couple of times, you know, get everyone crazy and see how the world reacts to that. Um, that would be real interesting for me. Uh, so I mean, you know, I think the defenses will be the bi- the big the big you know the difference maker here. Running backs will be neutralized on each side. Um, you know, well let's let's give our picks out the gate here. My my pick for this is the Panthers. Uh, again, I don't see it happening any other way. Bronco fans don't hate me. I haven't been the biggest supporter of you guys this year. I understand that. I'm also a Raider fan, so I'm naturally a hater of the Broncos. Um, <laughs> I know it's Manning's final season, more than likely. That's a big deal. It's a big storyline for that. Um, Huge storyline for Elway. If he can, you know, bring the Broncos to a a Super Bowl championship, uh, being that the owner is going through Alzheimer's, he won't even be there. He's actually hasn't watched a game uh, in over a year. So it's it's pretty interesting uh, the way that's all, you know, been happening. And I even seen a crazy story about when Elway was part of the Broncos. The owner actually offered ownership to him, I believe, if he didn't sign a new deal. Is that right? Did you hear anything about that?
1: Um, I don't know if that's tied into the story I read recently where apparently they were docked a couple years ago for illegally kind of like backloading pay for John Elway and Terrell Davis where essentially uh, they gave them money off the books, off the salary cap to get them to sign you know, smaller deals so that they could fit under the, sal- uh, under the cap uh during that era of there so i don't know if this is the same thing that we're that we're talking
0: about yeah it might be because i seen something crazy uh i was on espn and they were saying how if he would have accepted the deal then he would have had like super crazy money like the money that whatever it was at that point the interest and everything that it's gained and he would actually be like a part owner at this point rather than a general manager he would and they obviously expect him to um, to fall into that kind of position at some point here or some part owner uh you know with the way the current owner's health is you know uh deteriorating but it it was interesting they were talking about it on on uh i think it was espn sports center or something but it was interesting but nonetheless um there's so many different you know cool things happening in this game so many storylines um you know if if the panthers win it's a totally different story on espn if the uh broncos win it's totally something else so there's so many cool ways for this can you know to go um Ron Rivera and Gary Kubiak, the co- head coaches of both of these teams, are actually the fo- first coaches who are actually ex-players to appear in a suit Bowl since Ditka and Raymond Berry, which was thirty years ago. So that's pretty cool too, you know, to, to see that happen uh, for those guys. Uh, which I, I was thinking about this the other day: how frustrating must must it be right now if you're like D'Angelo Williams or Steve Smith?
1: Oh, because they, yeah, both of those guys kind of kind of have to be filled. It. You know, Steve Smith didn't. I don't think he wanted to leave Carolina, uh, and I think they kind of thought, you know, let's cut ties with this guy before he's washed up. And I mean, he had a very good season before it was derailed by injury this year. But yeah, you know, he would love to be out there, and his his personality would fit really well on this team too. They're all scrappers, man.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know everyone you know says oh how can you feel bad for athletes but it's like these guys man they were they're both good guys you know what i mean so it sucks that the year that they're not there or whatever um they end up going to the super bowl and even the same thing for um what's his name what was their old head coach fox he was actually the coach of both of these teams at one point he was the head coach of the broncos at one point and the head coach of the panthers so he's on the uh, outside looking in so that's you know like i said there's so much different ironic things here but it's going to be a good game
1: What oh, sorry, I was just going to say, you know they're going to mention his name quite a few times yeah. during the broadcast, right? Without a
0: doubt. They should have him in there talking about it, watching it. <laughs> but uh yeah so it's gonna be a good game either way you know uh whatever team wins i don't think this game is gonna let anybody down uh you know of course there's gonna be some really pissed off fans after tonight and there's gonna be some extremely happy fans after tonight i even seen uh that both teams uh their owners paid for like all the player i mean all the uh the workers all the employees of the organization to even go to the game so that was pretty cool um, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great game. Uh, you know, we're like I said, we're hours away from it at this point, so I'm all amped up and ready to go. And we just had to you know get this back out there for you. So we did um, see also there was some crazy, crazy prop bet ideas out there. Um, um, you know, legit Vegas prop bets, um, which we went over. They're pretty crazy. We were talking about it off the air. Uh, some real interesting ones. Some that I would not touch with a freaking 10 foot pole, and some that are actually enticing. You know, if you're a betting person, but it does show that America would bet on anything um different different ones that we had seen was uh we got on here um you know what color gatorade or liquid will be poured on the winning head coach um how many times will they mention the word dab and of course there's over and unders on all these but they're just you know it's strange to see these and i didn't really look into it in the past so i don't know how much different this is from years past you know these prop bets but uh it's, it's interesting to say the least is there some on there that you liked as well
1: I don't know. One of the ones I think is kind of neat is uh, whether Pate Manning will announce his retirement in the post-game interview. They have yes at plus 500 at five to one odds, and no at minus 1,000 and one in ten odds. Um, I've got to think if they win, Neil, he's probably he's probably going to announce it. I mean, why why wait till the off-season? I didn't didn't Elway do pretty much the same thing, or was that kind of before the season? They, he already had announced that it was going to be his final run.
0: No, I think was, I think it was pretty similar. And Peyton, if you're listening, which I know you're probably not, but if you're listening, please, whether you win or lose, just just hang it up, man. You you've proved everything you have to prove. We know what you can do, and, and you know before you're totally done. Which you're looking actually as of last week, you look totally done. But uh, please, man, just just let it go. You know, hang it up. Let another guy have his chance because you've done you've done great. You know, you'll be a Hall of Famer. Like please, man uh you know let it go um there was some other interesting ones on there i know you said there was one that was a little morbid
1: uh oh the the earthquake one yeah 10 to 1 odds of whether or not an earthquake will be um you know will occur during the game you don't even really want to want to even invite the bad karma of possibly betting on that chance that it might happen even though as we all know there was world in the in the mid 90s which was interrupted by an earthquake also there and well san francisco although santa clara uh basically right next door yeah either way that's that's one that's bad juju to even want to want to think about putting money on that
0: (laughs) it's a little dark to say the least uh so certainly for everyone there we do not want any earthquakes uh so guys please do not bet on an earthquake uh so yeah so it's some interesting stuff guys check it out you can see it online um all over the place all these bets are everywhere and you know, if you're feeling a uh, froggy, go ahead and leap on some of these bets. There's some interesting ones, and uh, I'd love to hear some stories about some guys who made these prop bets. So certainly, if you do any of those and you win or lose, uh, send it in to us. You know, what I mean, through Twitter, uh, through ClockDodgers.com, you can email us at ClockDodgers at gmail.com, and we'll you know we'll read some of them on the air next week if you guys uh, took any of those chances. Um, so we're going to I'm going to go straight to a listener question. Uh, we have a question from uh, Slime Sucking Hogs. That's <laughs> his tag on the uh, Fantasy Life app on, in the football uh, football fantasy football chat uh, there's a bo- great group of guys in there. They give a lot of advice. There's a lot of good discussions in there, even non football stuff when the football season slows down like now. Um, But it's a good place to check out if you guys have some free time. Uh, We take these questions from Twitter, uh, from the email again, and again, you know, places like that. So he sent us in a question. I'm not going to read it word for word, but basically he was asking about uh, injuries in sports, um, probably more so in the NFL these days, uh, as far as the increase in injuries and whether why we think what, what attributes to that, whether it's, you know, enhanced substances like HGH and things like that. If it's the more training that these guys are doing year round If it's the bigger, faster, stronger athlete, you know, causing guys to get injured, is it just, you know, in my opinion, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not a scientist, I'm not someone qualified to make the the true call on this, but again, my opinion would be that the bigger, faster, stronger thing uh, is probably leading to it, because if we look at the guys from what we say back in the day, and we look at the guys now, they're clearly different physically, uh, they're clearly faster, they're clearly bigger, so of course that's going to cause injuries without a doubt. Um, but my, my thing is, I, I really think it attributes more to medical science, um, the fact that we are better at it. Uh, we are able to look further into these things and see things that we didn't see before. So I believe, you know, all these injuries were happening before. I think if we can dig some of these guys out of their graves and open them brains up and see what's going on, I think they're all going to have brain injuries. So I don't think any one thing attributes completely to it, but I got to believe that medical science advancing in the way it has, has opened up our eyes to these things that probably weren't discussed before, but I believe guys knew it. They had to have known something wasn't right, and they had to see their health deteriorate and think something was up, but we didn't know exactly what. Uh, Would you agree with that, Vic, or do you think there might be something else going on here?
1: Yeah, um, definitely. Just the general awareness overall that wasn't accessible to us, even as recently as 10 to 15 years ago. And even though the internet and information era was pretty thing by that point, uh, but there, it, there just wasn't an overall, you know, knowledge and awareness of it. Like there is now. Um, and, to, and true also to touch on what you said about where the guys nowadays are so much more athletically gifted than they were. So when you've got some, 270-pound linebacker that's chiseled out of rock, and the guy runs a four-five, and he's running across the field to smash your brains in. I mean, that's exactly what he's going to do. You know, th- those boys are going to do some damage, and they're doing damage to each other um, probably more so. And also, too, I think um, off of that same branch is that the guys are so athletic that they're able to – to try things that, um, that they probably wouldn't have been able to. I made the comparison on uh, yesterday's recording about how Eric Rose injured himself. Um, it was because, you know, he could take these breathtaking drives to the basket and his athleticism allowed him to do things that we haven't seen before. But by that same token, all those herky-jerky moves and everything, you're really putting a lot of torque in weird places on the body where it's not meant to be. Um, and I think again, just because these guys are so athletic, they can try these things and sometimes it kind of ends up being to their detriment
0: well, Yeah, and, and you're right about that because we, we don't think about it as, as often But you got to imagine all that muscle all that strength on their bodies on their frame and then the, you know m- Coupled with the explosion that these guys can hit um, You you even see guys tearing their ACLs, you know Celebrating doing a celebration on the field or slipping <laughs> and falling. Yeah, um, so that's that just is a uh you know a a quick glance at how powerful and strong these guys are and everybody's body has a breaking point or is going to give up at some point whether you're not resting it properly or whether it you know it just it can only handle so much you know so uh we see the littlest things and and some people say "How, how does that happen you know he was just celebrating well it's not exactly the celebration that caused it it's so much that you know his body is doing at that time that you know, just uh, everything, you know, has a breaking point. So it's a a great question. We appreciate it. Again, we are not doctors. uh, We're not scientists or anything like that. Um, But that's our take on it. And I'm sure, you know, most people would probably agree with that. Um, But we appreciate the questions. Keep them coming. I know Vic appreciates it. I appreciate it. Um, You know, again, we speak for the everyday fan. We have no boundaries. We have no limits. You know, we'll go where other shows won't go. Um, So anything that's on your guys mind, any you know, whether it's a question, whether it's a topic, just throw it at us. You know, we're, we're here to, you know, to take those things on. So, again, Twitter, uh, ClockDotters.com, ClockDotters at gmail.com. Uh, just hit us up. We love when you guys, um, you know, uh, participate here. Now, I'm going to transition from the NFL. Uh, we're about to get a big dose of that, in a, like I said, in a few hours here. So, I'm going to go to the NBA, which there's some things happening in the next week or so. Um, we got the NBA trade deadline coming up. It's uh, two weeks away, so two weeks away. So a little early jump on it, but I did want to speak on it because there's so many rumors floating around. There's so many ideas people throw out there. Uh, fans of teams love to participate in this uh, through message boards and uh, with their friends. There's just so many uh, fun ideas that you can throw out there with these guys, seeing players that you want to end up on your team, uh, especially if your team's in a playoff uh, run or anything like that. Some names that are being thrown around right now in the in the media, Blake, Blake Griffin. Um the name wasn't being thrown around before too much, but since this incident has happened, uh, we're hearing a lot of that name. He's super young, super athletic, super talented. I see no way the Clippers trade this guy unless they get you know floored with a deal. Uh, but you know, it's a fun name to throw around right now. He's probably the biggest name I would say going around right now. But I, I don't see anything happening with Blake Griffin, uh, Dwight Howard. You're a Rockets fan. Uh, I don't. What What is your opinion on Dwight Howard? Do you, Do you think that you guys can get enough back to you know in worth to trade him, or would you rather see how this plays out and and see if you guys do re up him in the offseason? What do, What do you think as a Rocket fan? What would you prefer to happen with Dwight Howard?
1: Well, obviously, I think we can say at this point that the experiment, um, and that is Dwight Howard and James Harden leading you to a title, they haven't gotten anywhere close to it. Uh, Dwight Howard is only going to decline as he now creeps into his 30s and with the salary cap jump of course he's probably going to want to ask for more money than what he's getting right now Uh, he did take a bit of a discount to come to Houston obviously from uh, four years 88 million dollars but obviously the the no state tax in Texas kind of swung that for him I don't think he's going to be worth honestly the 30 million dollars and on top of that he's still clogs up a lot of the offense because he refuses to work in the high screen and roll game and he wants to be fed in the post constantly which seems you know kind of contrary to their freewheeling run and gun you know threes and free throws and not only that he's a liability that has to be taken out at the end of games because of his poor free throw shooting even as adam silver is talking now about wanting to change the hack of dwight or hack of shack rules if you will um, even then even with the salary cap and all that if there's any chance that a team will give some sort of young player or um, draft picks or something like that and not maybe not even fair value I would I think I'd be okay with saying I would make the the salary relief and rather get something for him than let him walk away in the off season for absolutely nothing
0: yeah because right now you know he's averaging a little under 15 points and 12 rebounds a game so he's no slouch you know he's doing he's doing decent but again you have to think about how he's playing with the rest of the guys how he's affecting the whole offense so of course he's going to get his but is he what's best for the team so it seems like the rockets would be willing to move on from from dwight especially knowing that he's probably going to opt out this summer um so it's going to be interesting to see where he goes there's a bunch of teams that are that seem interested and there's a bunch of teams with uh, a lot of uh stuff to offer like the nets have a uh, a bucket load of stuff as far as picks go um, So I feel like if if one of the big names are going to go anywhere It almost seems like that's the place for them to go Just because they have so much to offer um, Some other big names that we like a lot right now Are uh, Marquise Morris I would love to see the Suns trade this guy It's just... You know, it's just a bad situation all around. He doesn't want to be there since they traded his brother. We all know this. Uh, He's played very uninspired basketball, although not bad. He hasn't played anything like he was last year, and we know why. And I don't know why the Suns are being so stubborn on it. Sure, you know, you feel like the guy signed a deal. He should honor it, which is is obvious. But at the same token, if he's not giving you the performance that you expected and that you want and it doesn't seem to change, because I don't think anything at this point – is going to fix his attitude unless you're going to bring his brother back, which you're clearly not going to do. So he's a guy I would love to see moved uh, to a playoff team and see what he can do, maybe if he plays a little more inspired. Uh, There's guys that you're also hearing some other big names, Horford from the Hawks, uh, which is kind of surprising because they're doing pretty well, but he's a name we're hearing. And even Greg Monroe for the Bucks, who just signed in the offseason, and he's doing good. He's a double, uh, double, double machine uh, although some people aren't a fan of his game, they don't feel it uh, benefits the team or can even transcend to much other teams, the way he plays. Uh, you like Monroe, Vic?
1: I like Monroe as a complimentary. But obviously you've got to realize that he doesn't offer much in the way of rim protection for a 6'10", 6'11 guy. Um, teams need to understand that if they're taking on Greg Monroe, they're going to have to have another strong big man who can protect the back end and protect the basket um opponents shooting a pretty un- uh, god-awful percentage or g- god-awful for the bucks that is uh, percentage uh, on greg monroe when he is under the basket defending the rim um to go back to what you were saying about al horford one thing that i think would sort of make sense and you wonder why the hawks would even want to move on from him but doesn't it kind of seem like a blake griffin straight up for al horford trade makes sense for both teams if both guys are looking for a fresh start and a change of depth and probably neither team going to get any better value um if those two guys were to be traded for each other what do you think of that i mean
0: honestly that makes a ton of sense for both teams uh both guys are are, are great players horford is even more you know i think he's more versatile than demon griffin uh obviously a little no older no though. doubt um, but I think I think that's actually not a bad idea if both teams, you know, would be willing to do that again I just don't see the Clippers moving Griffin. I just I just don't um, It'll be interesting again We got some time still until the trade deadline uh, nears and we're gonna hear tons of stuff, you know between now and then tons of different guys um, I also hear you on the you know, on the Greg Monroe thing. It's similar to um, Niccolo Vucevic of the magic where again the guy can rebound like crazy. He can shoot the jumper it's just inside he's soft man and it's frustrating when any player is a def- defensive liability but especially when it's your big man when it's your center who's supposed to you know cause havoc in the lane and and make guys feel disrupted when they try to you know go in for the layup and it's when you have these big soft guys man I, I know not everybody can block rebound shoot and do everything but when it's your center man it's just it, it is frustrating but you know, they're talented without a doubt, uh, but you definitely have to make up for their defensive liability, typically with a strong defensive power forward and guard. So we'll see how, how it goes. Uh, and, and again, it, in the NBA theme, the All-Star Weekend is approaching. Uh, that's next weekend, uh, the 12th through the 14th. Uh, and again, we, 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 last week we mentioned the NFL Pro Bowl, which we both agree is broken. We both agree the NFL should look to fix it. And there's we, we threw out some ideas. However, we didn't mention that the All-Star Week for the NBA is so much better than the NFL Pro Bowl. And I guarantee the NFL, if they wanted to mimic that, that, that system, that idea... They could get a lot more fans to watch, and they could even make it a you know a weekend thing uh, with skills challenges and rookie challenges and all these different things that they can even maybe think of their own ideas, but create a weekend out of it and not just make it about the Pro Bowl or uh, the alternate bowl at this point because half the guys they get don't even show up. So I think they need to do something like that, but forget the NFL Pro Bowl for now. We've already spoken about that. Uh, straight into All-Star Weekend, we see the Splash Brothers are in the three-point contest, We have some other interesting players in that as well this year. There's the dunk contest with some – I know everyone says it's lost a lot of its luster because of the big names, you know, not playing in that almost like an alternate dunk contest similar to the Pro Bowl. But there's some interesting guys in there, Aaron Gordon for the Magic um zach levine of course returning so we'll get into that a little bit and as well of course as the international game the regular all-star game in itself which of course is not really a defensive showing but a lot of great offense and again fun to see those guys for the fans all just play together and have a good time so it's definitely much better off than the nfl there's so much more to do and it's a big build up to the all-star game which i think kind of works I think that works, having that build up to it. It kind of builds your excitement up. So even though you're not getting the most competitive game, you've been built up over the weekend to get there. Uh, Do you agree, Vic, that it's probably a better idea than the way the Pro Bowl goes about it? And do you think that they could do something similar to this to make the fans have a better experience?
1: I don't think there's any question that it completely uh, everything that the Pro Bowl has to offer. I mean, they've, they've done a really good job over the years of kind of quietly... You know, it takes over the whole weekend, and it's a very, like, hip event. A lot of celebrities, a lot of musicians come out. Uh, jokingly, in some circles, uh, NBA All-Star Weekend is, in fact, referred to as the Black Super Bowl. And, yeah. uh, they, and again, just because they, they've done a great job, you know, presentation and everything, um, just cool place where everybody kind of comes out and hangs out and everybody, you know, a lot of people coming together that you normally wouldn't see, and there's a lot of interaction with the players as well. Uh, celebrity sitting courtside just probably just um, highlights the, just the overall difference between the the level of interaction between the NBA and the NFL. You don't really. Get that in the NFL. There's that disconnect because the guys have their helmets on primarily, and also you're not as close to the action as you are, like at an NBA courtside seat, or even if you're sitting in the first few rows.
0: And, and of course, even the international, you know, the international experience. Um, we mentioned before in the past how the NFL doesn't have a good grasp on the international market. Although they do play games in other places, and uh, the Raiders are going to play in Mexico this week, uh, this year, excuse me, upcoming season with the Texans, uh, guys playing England, but they don't have the actual players in the league that. You know those countries have to, uh, you know, to hold on to and to kind of aspire to be. So the NBA does have that tons of international influence in the NBA, and so you know the international game is fun. I enjoy the international game. There's a lot of good, you know, they have a ton of good players international. So that of course makes it better. Um, but I actually enjoy that that um that product that they put out. Do you agree with me on that or?
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, it does make it easier to to follow and to have a vested interest in when there's somebody from your country that you can point to as, uh, you know, somebody that you really want to follow. Germany's obviously got Dirk Nowitzki, South America, Argentina in, um, in particular, Manu Ginobili, Brazil with Leandro Barbosa and uh, Anderson Vergeau. No, the NFL just really doesn't have that. Um, Historic of Hawaiian Pacific Islanders, Samoan player the occasional guys like Haley who came from africa uh but other than that there's really not there it's mostly domestic guys in uh, in the nfl and they're definitely trying to broaden their horizons and try to incorporate that in the nba i don't know i i really don't know why it's uh it hasn't gone as seamless for them as it has for the nba the nba is definitely a great global brand
0: yeah, NBA baseball is huge international program. So sports have done it, and you know it doesn't seem like it's a hard thing. It hasn't seemed like a hard thing to do, at least for those for those uh, organizations. But for some reason, it just hasn't found its way into you know the NFL. Um, as far as the actual rosters, um, the All Star rosters, uh, the, the reserves, all these guys, I'm not really gonna nitpick about it. It's more of a fan experience. I know that. A lot of guys have beaten this to death as far as who should be there, who shouldn't be there. Uh, I I did mention Kobe to you last week, and, and, uh, you know, again, we both say that it's a fan thing. You know, it's his last victory lap. You know, let him enjoy it. Again, I'm not going to nitpick it. I I don't have a problem with who's there. You know, we could everyone can make cases and argue for guys that should be there. At the end of the day, it's a fan thing. It's not going to be you know no matter who's there whether these reserves are there the starters they're all they're all gonna make it entertaining i'm not gonna nitpick on who could have made it and who should have made it uh, it's just a fun thing overall And there's no point to even you know to argue it it's not gonna change it's a the system it's the way it is it's a fans thing you know what i mean
1: yeah indeed um and again, there's there's really nobody who i thought was a glaring omission who should have been there and wasn't i uh, have no problem at all with uh anybody on the rosters right now, or like I said, even anybody who's left off. I mean, if you if you really want to make a case for Damian Lillard, but again, it's it's kind of hard to get your shine when you're a point guard in the Western Conference, which is loaded with point guards, Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry, Chris Paul. He's going to siphon a lot of all-star votes, so it's hard. But again, who should be there is there. Um, obviously, Kobe on the farewell tour And the NBA definitely knows that this is a fan game. That's why we've had, you know, like Dirk Nowitzki last year, Kobe this year, Michael Jordan back in 2003 making the game as a wizard, and Vince Carter stepping aside and saying, no, he should have my starting spot. So, yeah, this this is nothing new.
0: Yeah, and and speaking of All-Stars, Warriors and Thunder last night. Man, that is basically an All-Star game in itself. (laughs) Yeah. it was great warriors again another w and it's it, man beating the thunder like that it's just hard to see anybody stopping them the rest of the way it's the warriors man it's it's the warriors decision if they want that record i'm telling you man like i thought you know if anyone's going to stop them from here to the playoffs it's the thunder and again curry these you know green thompson they just again step up to the plate step up to the challenge and they did it again another w in the win column for them. And I just, man, I just don't, it's hard to not see them win this record. The way they're playing is just out of this world.
1: It really is. And especially it's, it's the balance that they, I mean, looking at the box for uh, Kevin Durant in 14 and Russell Westbrook had 27 points and 12 assists. And other than that, nobody really did much. I mean, Ennis cancer had 14 and 15, so a double, double, but not getting the, the balance from the other players. Meanwhile, Harrison Barnes, 19, uh, Clay Thompson, 18, Igadala 8, Marie Spates, 15, Sean Livingston, 10, Leandro Barbosa, 9. So they're getting contributions from those other guys, even on a night when Steph Curry only had, you know, 26 and 10 is great for a lot of people for the season that Curry's having. Those are actually kind of pedestrian numbers for him. But, again, they're able to overcome that just because they're getting contributions from all those other guys. They're, they're just playing at an extraordinarily high level. They believe in each other they're competitive they they get after it on defense and really again they've almost kind of broken the game and that's because their easy shots are three-pointers and your easy shots are two-pointers and that's the best you're going to get against them i mean what are you really going to do
0: exactly And, and you're right about the reserves uh the reserve players the backups uh making a difference if you think about it, even in the finals last year, I mean, Iguodala was the MVP, you know what I mean? And exactly. he has it, you know, from game to game, it's not like he's doing anything on Curry's level or even Thompson or Draymond Green's level. But yet, you know, when the time calls for it, the guy steps up, makes the biggest difference or a big difference, and then, and then you have their champions. So... the 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 backups the bench players the role players uh, you know that we we, everyone says curry is the the difference you know uh clay thompson or Draymond green but it seems like everything is plays a factor here everything is a big part of it so we can't just give all the glory you know to curry so let's give you know some props to these guys as well so it was it was a good game again i don't don't see them losing i just really don't i mean they're gonna of course lose games here and there but i I really see them you know getting the record this time around so you know you know thunder great team in the playoffs it's a different thing it's a different atmosphere so of course you know they have a chance i'm not saying people don't have a chance to beat them but uh they're definitely you know proving a lot of doubters wrong and and improving a lot of points right now um speaking about basketball all-star games fantasy players let's jump right into uh fantasy basketball it's a short week thanks to all-star weekend just some quick information as far as the teams go, the Pelicans play the most games this week, they have three games, the rest of the teams have two or one, so some teams actually have one game, Heat, Knicks, Mavs, so those are guys that you're going to want to stay away from, for the most part, uh, in DFS, of course, if they're playing that night, you know, that's not a big deal, but in a season-long bas- fantasy basketball, you're going to want to Try to stay away from those guys if you can. And, and, and Pelican players are going to be a little more valued even if they're just, you know, uh, role players and stuff because they're going to have an extra game on a lot of teams. Um, I'll let you start with your guys uh, that you think, some guys that you in DFS for this upcoming week that you think will be a good play. Uh, again, like last week, we'll, we'll stick to like two or three guys, and I'll give mine after you. Okay.
1: One guy I definitely want to start with um you know, for, for anybody who doesn't want to spend the money, then you might as well just go ahead and skip on right to the end of it. Uh, Russell Westbrook, Neil, is, uh, he's absolutely killing it right now. He had a streak broken of three consecutive triple-doubles against the um, against Golden State last night, but before that, his last you know, five games, 27-11-7, 38-10, 24-8-15, and then the triple-doubles, 26-10-14, 17-13-11, 24 19 14. He's on a tear once again. We saw this already last year post-All-Star break. Now, granted, a lot of that was when Kevin Durant was still out of the lineup dealing with that Jones fracture, um, but he is turning it on right now. He's hitting his stride. And also, too, the second half of the year post-All-Star break is usually when guys start getting a little more engaged. They're gearing up toward the playoffs. That only spells <laughs> absolute disaster for opposing point guards all across the league that have to try to stay in front of this guy. Yeah, he's he's Uh, on fire.
0: There's no doubt he's on fire, and guys, don't worry about who his teammates are, don't worry about who's hurt, don't worry about who's coaching, Durant in the lineup or not. The guy is just phenomenal, you know, no matter how you slice it, so uh, Vic is right on this one, for sure. Get him in your lineups, guys. I'm not going to disagree with him on that one.
1: Yep. And another guy um, who I also like a lot, kind of by default, uh, you never like to see it with injury situations, but obviously the situation with Jimmy Butler and that scary injury in which uh, he was uh, carted off the – the court and had to leave in the wheelchair so that is going to give rise to Etwan more to get those shots and minutes that were being taken by butler uh someone's going to have to shoot because they paugasol's nicked up right now uh and we've seen this before with the bulls where they seem to find these guards out of nowhere or who were unproductive in other places that were able to come in and shine really when you talk about aaron brooks and dj augustine of years past I see no reason why each one more, who's a pretty streaky shooter, um, could step right in and, you know, kind of uh, do an admirable job. At the very least, he's going to be getting production because he'll be getting the minutes.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm not crazy about him. Uh, um, Like you said, he's streaky. He could be a little inconsistent. However, when he gets hot, he can be on fire from three point range. So, guys, you know, in in DFS, I would say if you'd like the matchup for sure, he's a guy you got to look at. I'm sure he's going to be a decent rate. Uh, Of course, we don't like to see any guy get injured here. So, Clock Dodgers definitely wishes Jimmy Butler to get well as quickly as possible. And he's not going to replace Jimmy Butler. So, I'm not crazy about it. But for a short week with the crazy schedule and the lack of games for some teams, I definitely see where you're going with that. And uh, let me see. I I have some names I want to throw out there. Um, I do want to toot my own horn a little bit. Aaron Gordon, like I, I mentioned him last week. And since then, he's done great. He's averaged a double-double in the last five games. He's only going to continue to grow, guys. He's only going to continue to get more shots here in the Skiles offense. Uh, the 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 Magic are, are stuttering. They're you know they're fluttering here and and they're not doing that great. They've lost a bunch of games. So Skiles, he's no dummy. He's a smart head coach. He's going to continue to play these young guys. Uh, Super Mario, uh, Gordon. These guys are going to get more plays. So. I know it's the magic, you guys want to stray away sometimes, you don't like the team, you don't like the offense overall, but Gordon's getting a ton of rebounds, uh, putting up points, he's hitting threes, he's doing everything, so he's a young guy, he's got fresh legs, because he hasn't been worn out throughout this first half of the season, so definitely continue to look at him in DFS when the matchup looks right, as well as Future seasons or later in the season in regular season fantasy basketball, you guys gotta gotta pick this guy up. There's no reason for him to have a bad uh, owner percentage. Another guy like again, you mentioned injuries earlier with uh, Butler. Another injury, at least not we don't think it's gonna be as long term right now. It's just one game. But Tyreek Evans was injured and Drew Holiday. He he does good with Evans or without Evans. You're he's on a team with Anthony Davis. It's impossible for things not to open up for these guys. However. I think with Evans out, he will continue to flourish even more so than he has been. He puts up buckets. The guy gets steals. The guy gets assists. So, you definitely, that, that, that team is on the upswing. They're fighting for the playoffs, surprisingly. Some probably wouldn't th- think that think that at this point in the season, uh, the way it started for them. But Drew Holiday is another guy I like. And my sleeper uh, for the week and going forward is Miles Turner. A lot of you guys probably don't know about him. If you're just a casual fan, if you're just getting into, you know, fantasy basketball you may not have heard of him he's a rookie um the only way you do know him if you're a casual fan is you've seen him on tv on sports center highlights top 10 blocking the hell out of a lebron shot just rejected him and of course anytime you reject lebron near a hoop you're going to be on tv so he's been getting credit on there so you'll see him on there however he's actually a good player high energy good on defense good at the around the hoop big guy so get him in your lineups. You know, I, I know he, I know he got a lot of more play because of injuries on the on the team. But even when those guys come back, I still feel he's going to continue to get more and more time, similar to Aaron Gordon. Um, again, another you know high octane guy who puts a lot of effort into it. You know, nightly. So again, uh, Gordon, Drew Holiday, Miles Turner on my end, um, and then of course Vic's two guys as well. Do you have anyone else you want to throw out there, Vic? Or
1: Uh, Not really, but I I don't know. It's kind of funny. I just kind of want to mention, uh, obviously, we, as you mentioned at the beginning, we recorded yesterday, and we pretty much had the same guys. And uh, the the Atlanta Magic game has gone final, and it's worth pointing out, Aaron Gordon, 11 points, 13 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, 4 blocks. Fill in the stat sheet
0: right there see and that was last night's game they got more games still to finish out the week but again guys you know i don't know how else to tell you it sounds like vic's buying in guys if vic is buying into <laughs> an orlando magic player it's time for you guys to get in there you know get your chips in there the magic got some guys although the team is in a low market and they're not talked about and they're not on tv a lot somebody's got to score points somebody's got to get rebounds and i'm telling you Aaron gordon is a sleeper folks so
1: and and Orlando won the game too over Atlanta by 2 points.
0: See, not bad. And if you look at the if you look at the you know again, I know this is homer talk, but if you just kind of look at how things have been, they they're not terrible. They're not terrible. They get a lot of close games against a lot of good teams. It's just they're so young. I personally, since we were talking trade deadline earlier, I wouldn't mind if some guys are moved from the team or we bring in some guys. We can use a little veteran leadership, um, you know. And it's funny because the name that you're hearing a lot, Fournier, um, is a young guy, but he he's in a crowded court uh, with, the, with at, the, at that position. Although he's one of the most productive on the team. At that position he's he's spoken about a lot but another guy that you keep hearing for the magic is Channing and fry that you know teams are calling about him but the funny thing is he is one of the only veterans on the team so it's kind of a catch 22 you lose a veteran if you trade him uh and I, and I feel like the magic should be looking for veterans so it's so it's weird so we'll, we'll see again you know that everyone has their ideas on you know what's going to happen there so um we're going to keep it short this is pretty much we're going to end it here because the super bowl is hours away uh we don't feel like Uh, We're not going to miss any of this for you guys. We don't want to hold you guys up for missing it. We want to get this out to you guys as quickly as possible. Um, Again, you know, we tested out the phone line today. Everything seemed to work smoothly. So um, everything sounds great. The quality is coming through well. So you guys get prepared. You know, I'm going to put the number out there soon for you guys to call in to take part. We're going to have guests call in from out of state, out of city that can't be here locally with us, as well as uh, interviews and things with people. Uh, again, who aren't local, but we're definitely gonna open up the phone lines to you guys to call in while we're here um, doing the podcast. So we'd love to hear you know you guys call in as well and speak with us. We know a lot of you diehard fans want to get your uh, you know your opinion across. Um, and any message out there, Vic?
1: Only to say thank you to all the people who listened and uh, showed us love on social media. Uh, the you know the um, the listener, excuse me the listener questions, the interaction. Uh, we love it, and it only makes us work harder. And once again, we just want to say thank you guys for allowing us to help you escape your 9-to-5 mindset because that's the heart of what we're doing here. Exactly.
0: We just want you guys, you know, again, we're everyday guys. We're not famous. We just want you guys to escape, you know, the 9-to-5 life, the gruel of it. We know it's tough. Um, So, you know, that's why we open it up to you guys. That's why we're trying to get the phone lines out to you guys because we want you guys to take part in this. We're doing this for you. Um, We appreciate the listens. Every single week they go up. We love the feedback. We love the interaction with the questions. Um, So, guys, just keep keep hitting us up. ClockDodgers.com. Don't miss out on that again shout out to everybody on twitter who's following us shout out to everybody who hits up the site every day shout out to the guys on the fantasy uh, life app and the football league chat there so just shout out to everybody everyone we know our friends family everyone who's showing love we appreciate it we'll continue to bring more stuff to you guys different kind of contests we're gonna have giveaways so this is for you guys you know so we appreciate it there's no doubt about that and we're gonna continue to bring the heat for you guys and again we're gonna go places that other people won't go we're not afraid of these topics and these subjects so we're gonna go there with you guys and and constantly bring the entertainment. So on that note, we are going to end it. I think you had a special shout out to give out Vic.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, yesterday. Happy 30th birthday to one of my dear longtime friends, Michael Dillon. Uh, happy 30th birthday. Um, and that was it.
0: <laughs> Alright, well, what's up Mike? We appreciate it And again, uh, everybody, like I said Keep checking us out, we're going to keep bringing these And, uh, you know, enjoy the Super Bowl Again, I know next week when we're talking Some people are going to be really upset, Bronco fans And some people are going to be really happy I'm going to be happy for Cam Newton I think that's where the way it's going to unfold And I know it's going to get even uglier And the hate's going to get stronger for him, but I look forward to it. I think he's gonna embrace it. He's got that uh, that mindset to embrace it. So we again we appreciate you guys and we will see you next week.
1: Yes, indeed. Later. Hello? Dodgers Podcast.